Welcome to Somewhere in the Area Radio. We are your hosts. I'm Snarf Chris. I'm Critter. And no danger tonight, guys. Again. <sighs> danger. He's he's doing dangerous things. He'll be back. He's he, as the, usual. I mean, I mean, he's only here for like 20% of the time anyway. I know he's a co-host. 25% of the time. One fourth of the year. I'm just gonna make him feel really bad while he's listening to this. <laughs> so if, go follow us on Facebook, if Twitter. He listens if to he it. listens. Uh, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Prove us wrong. Uh, YouTube. We post these episodes on YouTube, so if you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube. Thank you very much. Or if I didn't post this on YouTube, then this doesn't make any sense. If you are using us on iTunes, make sure you leave us all the stars. Thank you, Critter. Slash danger for using some other podcast app. Leave us whatever review system things that they have there. Thumbs up, but all hearts, of them plus the best signs. And if subscribes. you don't, even if you don't like us, it doesn't matter. Just give us the most, the best review rating you can, and then give us an honest review in the comment section or whatever. We call that a hate hug. Uh, thank you for everybody who's been leaving us reviews and sending us messages lately. We do have an email address. I don't think we promote enough. It's uh, somewhatnerdyradio at gmail.com. So if you want to directly message one of us or the podcast, send it to us. Please. Or you can just send it anywhere else. Uh, like our website, somewhatnerdy.com. You can write something in the show notes page uh, of this episode or use the contact us page at the top tab of the website also up there you can actually check out the other shows in the network which would be future fix uh future flicks with billiam and nerds of the square circle which i mean you probably heard of nerds of the square circle very popular podcast it is a very popular podcast it's the only one i hear about <laughs> constantly what are we gonna be talking about today critter Tonight, oh, well, I'm sorry. Today, we are talking about, it's a one-shot episode of Infinity War. Um, So, we've decided there's probably enough time between when, when Infinity War came out and now. And not to mention that social media has probably spoiled the movie for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, it's... It it's, didn't. It I, is, I saw it the weekend it came out, so it nothing got ruined for me. Well, I, I saw it the next week, and I got to be honest with you, things were getting close to ruining. There were things I was piecing together, but it was from memes that you didn't think memes. had to do with anything. Yeah, but, but then they ended up being did. something to do with everything. S- something kind of major, which is kind of annoying. I mean, it wasn't Chris Hardwick levels of Walking Dead, and then right after the show ended, so so and so died. You're like, what? Nice. <laughs> All that being said, if you haven't seen Infinity War, I will never tell you not to listen to our podcast and turn it off and stop. But there's probably going to be spoilers in this podcast. Beware. And, and, I'm, not, and I'm not saying there's probably going to be spoilers. A hundred percent, we're going to talk about the end of the movie. At I, some time during this podcast, probably towards the end of the podcast. So we are going to give away the end of the movie. Sort of. Sort of. If you, no, 100%. I, I, don't, haven't seen, I don't like that idea. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm telling you to go watch the movie and then come back and listen to this podcast. Just so you can't blame us. But we'll give you another hard warning before we give away super spoiler points. There you go. Everything else is just kind of plot points and kind of don't ruin a whole lot, but 
during the end of the podcast. And also, gonna, if you read the comic, you kind of know. You kind of know already, but I mean, like, sorta, because it kind of follows the comic, but not really. It's it, welcome to comic book movies. Easy way to get into this. In the grand scheme of things, thought process wise, where's Infinity War fall on your Marvel kind of hierarchy of movies? I love it. I think it was so well done with the amount of characters it had. And, like, they had villains, but the main villain you like. There's the villains, like, the, the, the villains that they everybody fights, you don't really care about. You're like, I hope they lose. I hope they get their butts kicked. The You're main talking vil- about, like, uh, Thanos' kids, yeah, the other ones. The yeah, the Thanos little squad or whatever. But when you get to Thanos, you're like, you, when you're watching Thanos, you're like, I, I like him. It's weird. Um, I don't know why. I'm, I'm going to say a pretty bold thing about Thanos. Thanos is the first movie I've ever seen, maybe save Darth Vader, that the bad guy was the good guy. Vader was not the good guy. Vader's definitely the good guy in his head. They're trying to save the universe. He that exactly what Vader was trying to do. Vader, on the other hand... While he's just just straight up choking people in his boardroom? Yeah. Yeah? Well, he's, he's a hardcore boss. Okay. Come on, I mean... Okay. I mean, you never had a boss choke you, or is that just me? I've never had a boss choke okay. <laughs> Thanos is a good guy. Thanos, 100% convinced. So we're, we're, we're starting with spoilers immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoiler warning. Get Let, over it. Let's, 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 let's dial it back. Let's dial it back. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get into that in, in we'll a little bit. Let's say Thanos was a character that... Start, Thanos was a character that was misunderstood... Thanos is a character on ground level I didn't realize was as deep as what the character was going to go. Oh, you're right. I mean, this this movie kind of did away with what was in the comic because it seemed kind of lame in the comic. Not only did away was what it, they did in the comic, did away was really what our understanding in the Marvel Universe, what we thought of Thanos in the first place. Yeah, I, as this super villainous, just horrible person... Uh, this movie didn't portray it totally like that, and I found that kind of kind of refreshing because it made the difference between all these heroes trying to fight this what they thought was the supreme evil as not being like a super supreme, supreme evil. evil. <laughs> um, he has a level of humanity that happens with Thanos. That I was not expecting walking I, into this movie. I did not at all, and it made me really empathize with the character. <sighs> On sympathize, m- yeah, sympathize, not empathize. I sympathize because I've never done anything like that. <laughs> I wasn't expected walking into the movie to my favorite character of this movie to be Thanos. I constantly was worried as they built up Thanos over the past few years that Thanos was never going to live up to the hype that they have done. Russo brothers proved you wrong. You should always expect that from the Russo brothers. So, uh, Marvel movie wise, Winter Soldier is probably still my favorite Marvel movie. I, well, you just like it as what it is—a spy it's movie. It's just a solid ass movie. Uh, Infinity War is number two, uh, and then Guardians of the Galaxy number one, maybe two, and mix them up, and then Thor Ragnarok. They're, those are my my four poly favorite all, movies. All solid movies. Yeah. All all depending good. I mean depending on what day you talk to me, those those might change in order. Yeah, you're right. So you're right. I, let me tell you what I like about the movie. I mean like if you're if you're struggling to like 
really put it into words what I like about the what the Russo brothers were able to do with this massive amount of characters, this massive amount of casting, and these amazing actors all in one movie. And the screen time, if you th- actually think about how much screen time each character got, Thanos got the, mo- the most with, what, what 27 minutes. Yeah. It's a three-hour, close to three-hour movie. Iron Man only had 12 minutes of uh, footage. But it never seemed like they didn't have enough. Yep. Or it was too much. I never felt like, okay, we're spending too much time on this character. Every character was dealt with, like, I felt like a, like a appropriate amount of time. To the point where I'm like, I wasn't wondering about anybody. The only, the okay, I will give one exception, and but they addressed it sorta was with the Hulk. Never really appeared, sorta. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll get into it a little bit later in the, mo- uh, the podcast. But they were able to handle everybody's story interacting with each other in a smart way, where it didn't feel like they were forcing this person to interact with this person. So it didn't feel bogged down. It didn't feel over overrun didn't feel like one thing was stronger than the other everything seemed to make sense and the other thing i really loved about it is they were able to do that and then mimic very iconic ways people directed james gunn being his guardians of the galaxy characters uh james gunn came back and did the dialogue for the guardians characters it's obvious he understands the characters they should I think pretty sure which McCullough did Thor's uh, kind of understanding of how the character re- it did. I can never say his name. The new Thor, did the Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Uh, uh, what we do in the shadows, guy. Ratiki. I uh, uh, okay. It's Tai Tai Taika. Rakiti. Rakiti. Watiti. Yeah. Watiti. Sure. The Thor Ragnarok guy. What we do in the shadows, guy. Yeah. Uh, Flight of the Concourse guy is what I would. New Zealand guy. Yeah. Understood how Thor needed to do. The Russo brothers were able to really capture that and take it into this movie. I respected the, that. That they were the, able to mimic other very iconic directors' of the visions new, of these the characters. New Thor. The ma- well, not just Thor, the Gardens of the Galaxy. I mean, they were able to take what we love about these characters and, and grew to love, especially in the in the Thor Ragnarok series. It's like that's really what defined Thor, in my opinion. So you have Thor one and then Thor two is getting kind of there. Some well, there was some people trying to expand on his ability to do comedic because Chris Hemsworth had no problem, no problem doing comedic timing. It was a director being able to find a way to incorporate that into the character. Did you hear that the recent interview? He blamed all of uh, Ghostbusters for the new Thor movie. They realized he was funny. And that's kind of how they built the new character around, because of the uh, Ghostbusters movie. You could have seen that through anything. He, I agree. He was on Saturday Night Live, and he was hysterical. He's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. The fact he was able to mimic, the Rooster Brothers were able to mimic these very stylized, directal visions that they had for these characters was very impressive. Because they, I felt like they were able to do that and tell their action stories because the rooster brothers are great at telling action and in telling deep stories at the deep same time action yeah. stories you know you're you're talking about deep action stories but they're easy to follow so there's not like some kind of weird words or super deep subplots that you're like i'm i guess i'm not getting this it's all on the surface but it's deep enough where you're like wow what a cool movie emotionally this movie hits me on 
things that I didn't realize it was going to touch me on. So that was a very James Gunnish thing. Yeah. James Gunn was able to do he that. He can do the feels thing Apparently very the Rooster quickly. Brothers were like, I can do that too. Um, They can hit the feels really quick in this movie where it comes out of nowhere a few times where I'm like, I wasn't expecting. And then I'll go ahead and start getting into some, some spoiler warnings. We're a little bit into the podcast now. Thanos, emotionally, as a CGI character being acted by Josh Brolin, was able to emote things that I didn't expect out of Thanos. I really like Thanos to a point where I felt guilty. There was a point where I was kind of cheering for him. I was like, why don't you people let him do it? If I disappear, I disappear, whatever. So, I mean, if you're still listening by now, I'm sure you've seen the movie. Thanos is a hundred percent in his head that he is right. He thinks he is definitely the martyr for the universe. Everybody no around him. No one may him. understand the sacrifices he makes, but it doesn't matter. He's doing it for the ultimate good in yes. his mind. In his mind, which is different from the comic because he was just trying to get laid by Lady Death. Yeah, yeah. And and, and that's a, every, a much better story, by the way, yeah, in my opinion. Is. This is a much better story when, than him trying to get laid by Lady Death. When Hela got announced in the Thor Ragnarok movie, we all thought she was going to be like the, the, the Lady Death of the Marvel Universe. Ooh, that's not too bad, man. She was pretty sexy in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> uh, so we all thought that was going to be... Thanos's teenage crush like he has in the comic books and everything he does is trying to impress death and in the comic books he's wants to kill as many people as possible to try to impress his girlfriend just that's, that's not interesting you know that's, that's it's not interested in him at all no this 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 is is confusing made him have a goal it, where, it gave him pathos it's yeah. really what it did it, it defined him as is he a bad guy it made you question if he really was a bad guy. I mean, like, everyone is describing him as this evil person, but all he's trying to and do... And the only thing we heard before now is, like, Drax. Like, he's killed his whole entire family. Gamora, his whole entire family's been dead. He but when they me. showed the Gamora thing, and, and the, like, how he described it, it's like, it's this completely random situation. It's just a random pick who's gonna die. Because he... Basically, Thanos' whole goal is to kill half of a population. Everywhere. Everywhere. It doesn't matter who it is or what it is. He kills half to make sure the other half has enough resources and materials to build a better life. And then apparently, I don't know what happens when they build themselves back up because it will happen again. That's what happens when you have a thriving economy or society. He does it again. You have to do it again. I mean, like, it's a... I understand what he was coming from. He did it about it in the most asinine way did he know like did, like if is there, you is... had to explain it to somebody to come you have to do mass genocide to protect the universe you will look like you you're an gonna, insane person. yeah yeah you yes. look like the insane person um so the movie opens up with right at the end of thor ragnarok like literally thor ragnarok ends uh you remember at the end of thor ragnarok they run in right into thanos's ship hulk's there loki's there all the Asgardians, all of Thor. He instantly beats the shit out of Hulk. That's the last time we see Hulk. And I love that carry throughout throughout the whole entire movie where Banner is constantly begging for Hulk. Hey, anytime you're ready. And Hulk being scared. Like, I'm, why would I come out? 
I've never been manhandled before my whole entire life. I'm scared to come out. Thor man. Thor man. Uh, he, 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 he beat him up a little bit. He didn't he was about manhandle to, him. He was about, it was about to happen. He didn't manhandle him and not even... Thanos didn't even try and he never even broke a sweat when he broke he fought hawk yeah no he he it was it was easy you're right where his kids were like uh oh, let him have fun like don't, don't jump in he's having fun because they knew hulk even hulk at least at this power level is not even a challenge for thanos and this is before he gets stones by the way um thanos is already a badass he has a stone i think I mean, at this point i, I kind of feel like hulk is underdeveloped in this movie he is no, because he is, he is. like there's Hulk and he's super strong and everyone knows he's super strong and he's able to handle most things. But what th- these movies really haven't dived into is how strong that there is no how limit. Strong Hulk there is no get. limit yeah, yeah. to Hulk. It is as 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 angry as he's able to get and awake. Apparently, that's a thing that people tend to forget. He can get knocked out before he gets angry enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's obviously something they haven't really touched on in the Marvel movies. Just because they haven't had the time or they haven't delved into that part of Hulk. I mean, I guess maybe it was done a little bit in The Incredible Hulk when he was fighting uh, Abomination. Abomination. Do they was... count that as the Marvel Universe? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. That was that was the buildup. Okay. And actually, Edward Norton was supposed to reprise his role. Yes. But he wasn't able to do it for some reason. Uh, and and him... Plus, they didn't want him to come back. But I don't think that was the case. Yeah, that was most definitely the case. Because which McCall was always the number one pick, and when Edward Norton ended up being a pain in the ass to deal with, that's when they replaced him. Well, I think maybe it was because Edward Norton was a writer. He wrote a lot of the movie, and he, I think they were worried about him. And he have overturned of uh, to edit the movie too, because he was one of the editors of the movie, and then he ended up firing him from that. And that's why, again, why I think he ended up suing because they didn't let him edit the movie the way they wanted to. Because it's Edward Norton; he's an artist. He's like one of those type of actors. He's a method actor, yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, the movie goes from there into a lot of Thor and Guardian stuff, which... The Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth interaction is, is hysterical. Awesome. Um, Thor has some great lines when he's just hanging out with a Rocket. With some really dis- deep lines and character stuff that we've gotten from Thor in the last two movies. Uh, this movie and Ragnarok. That I'm so disappointed that this isn't the Thor that we have had for the past however many years they've been making Thor movies now. You know, we got the big dumb Thor in the first one where mm-hmm. he just didn't understand human ta- like human interaction and was just kind of pompous. And it's kind of like the comic book where he went through the whole thing. And Well, it was a more recent comic because we went back to... Oh, you even if go we... through the old one. He sent odin uh thor down because odin thought he didn't respect anybody so yeah he made but you him. also understand that thor was a guy with a cane yeah that if his hammer was away from him for longer than 60 seconds he turned back to a human is that what it was yes okay because nice. he was a human that got the the hammer yeah so there you go yeah so this this actual the newer thor um passed infinity the actual the infinity war is a much better thor yeah it really is because this previous thor is just i mean like they had a lot of cool things but then when you actually get down to the nitty-gritty of the character and uh the because everything had to have an alter ego back in the day in the silver yeah. age of comics and it was can't, not thor necessary can't just be thor yeah 
And and now he's just Thor, and it just makes way more sense. So uh, Thor, which lost his hammer, obviously, in Ragnarok, uh, decides the weapon makers that made... Um, the Infinity Gauntlet. And Mornir, whatever how you say his hammer's name, needs to get... He needs to make another weapon. Uh, so he goes all the way out, and it's Peter Dinklage as a giant. A giant dwarf. Yes, a giant dwarf. Which is... And, that, and if you don't read the comic books... It's, it's actually so accurate for the character. It was a giant dwarf in the comic books. He's a giant dwarf. Actually, that's it's true in Norse mythology. Is it? Uh, he makes um, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker, which is weird because that's the Beta Ray, Beta Ray Bill weapon. Which, at the time, I Beta Ray I Bill... Kept, as soon as I said, Beta Ray Bill, Beta Ray Bill. Well, Beta Ray Bill is in this universe because he's part of the... Um, tower in uh the grandmaster's arena in thor ragnarok okay he's part of the like the faces that they're building into. i saw that yeah yeah beta ray bill is one of those guys right next to Ares and right next to hulk and by beast i think's the other one so uh stormbreaker gets made and like this movie jumps off right at that point uh this movie really does revolve around a lot of thanos stuff Thanos is the main character of this movie. He has the most screen time. Uh, Doctor Strange, I think, has the second most. Is it? Okay. And then Iron Man shortly after yeah, that. Yeah, and then going to that, Iron Man and um, Doctor Strange's string time together is it's, it's amazing. Everybody had really great interactions. It's, I don't think there was a very weak interaction thing happening. Having so many different characters. So, like, Thanos and Rocket and Groot split off. From the Guardians. The Guardians meet up with uh, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Iron Fist. Not Iron, Iron Fist. Man. Iron Man. Um, at one point in the movie. And then you have the Black Panther Hulk. Because uh, Hulk gets sent to Earth by Loki. Which also dies right at the beginning of the movie. Heimdall. Hamd- oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And they die too. Like all the Asgardians are dead. Half. Is that what it is? Yeah, half? he killed half the ship. Then another half of them died when he snapped his finger. Did so, twenty five percent of them are still alive. Well, maybe maybe it skipped them. Maybe it skipped them. Yeah, it's all beings in the whole entire universe. <laughs> major spoiler. Yeah, no, it's major spoiler all over the place. In a world where no one knows what movies are coming out during the week, where your movie future is bleak and uncertain, comes Future Flicks with Billiam. Hi. I'm Billiam. On my show, I go over every movie that's coming out during the week so you don't miss a thing. I have a pick of the week so you will know which movie you just have to see, and I also go over news and trailers that caught my eye. So check out Future Flicks with Billiam each week on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app. I'll see you in the future. Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds in a Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms, Nerds in the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today.
Nerds in the Square Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, the f*** did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that f***ing jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. So, screen time-wise, all the characters are, are... They have these scenes separately by themselves. And then when they meet up with the other characters, like when Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Doctor Strange meet up with the Guardians, it made sense. Yeah, everything you know, made sense. Nothing saying no point at the movie that I watch people get together, and I'm like, oh, well, that's stupid. They just wrote some kind of weird story for these two teams to meet together. No, like everything. The only worked. thing that didn't seem to mesh in my mind was the Hulk not showing up. See, I, I like that the Hulk didn't show See, up. See, that's the thing that I don't agree with. I feel like the Hulk would be so upset that he was beat up that he, he wouldn't be afraid. scared, no. I can understand that, but I feel like it's the Hulk. He'd be like, Hulk how, is the strongest there is. But how childlike they made him in Thor Ragnarok, that makes sense. Okay. They, they made him so childlike where, yeah, Hulk's the strongest there is, but you saw how not scared he was in Ragnarok but how childlike were you know I don't really care I just want to fight I don't like Banner that's like my two drives in life give me food give me drink let me fight I don't care about anything else oh Thanos just beat the crap out of me not just a little bit he didn't even try and he hurt me no why would I ever come back oh Banner you want to take over so much here you do it and I'm just never going to come back Obviously, he's going to come back in the next movie. Obviously. But in this movie, you didn't see any Hulk. On top of that, they saved a lot of money on CGI. Well, they showed his face for like a second. A second. Yeah. yeah. So, there's the other... The scenes that are really staring out in my head is whenever... Uh, spoiler warning again. Red Skull's in this movie. It's for completely out of the blue that I didn't expect. It's not Hugo Weaving, though. It's not because he said after he got done with captain america a long time ago he was never going to come back and play the character but i was kind of thrown off for a second because i'm like is that is it him with that much makeup it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it really I mean, doesn't i mean they already captured so much of what hugo weaving is able to add to the character they're like mimic that yeah mimic that <laughs> when you have a great actor start with something you can kind of mimic it enough with enough cgi um and so this is the scene where i my not my heart breaks but where Thanos really turns from the villain to the guy that I'm like... To be fair, it, to me, it hit right before then. When he's walking with the guy, fine. He is just asking questions. He is not being violent. He's like, what is this place? What Who do I gotta you? do? What do I have to do? He wasn't like, 
who do I have to destroy? He was asking... Because he le- doesn't operate that way. Yeah. He's asking legitimate strategic questions. He wasn't ready to fight. He wasn't ready to do anything crazy. He was just like, what is this place? Who are you? Why are you here? He was asking questions that you would ask when you're confused. So Red Skull tells him that in order to get the Soul Stone... Soul Stone. Uh, you have to sacrifice the one thing you love. And this is the moment that... <laughs> That is so kind of hard to watch and understand. Gamora is with him. Gamora is the only person with him. Gamora has been set up in this movie to be the one thing Thanos loves. And he actually does love Gamora. It's his favorite daughter. They've hidden this in the whole entire movie. Well, they said it in Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, since... Since the first one, yeah. Gamora busts out laughing at this moment. Knowing in her head, she thinks Thanos He's screwed. Yeah, she's screwed. There's no way you can win. You don't love. You don't like anything. anything. And Thanos turns around and he's bawling. He's crying because in his head, he knows the only thing he loves and the only thing he's he's ever done anything for is his daughter, which he loves, and he actually does. And he knows in order to move forward from this point that he has to sacrifice Gamora. Gamora has a moment of realization that, holy crap, this psycho does love me. And he, she knows that he has to sacrifice him, her. And he does. And that whole entire scene and how that's told in that silent, slow motion way of throwing her down the the pit is is really heavy. Which I was, again, not expecting in an Infinity War movie. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of kind of heavy moments in this. I mean, like, uh, Rocket was strangely empathetic in this movie. I mean, for a guy that's very kind of selfish. Rocket always kind of has, even in the last Guardians movie, a he, few scenes where he does. Like, he always ah, has these kind of things that make him this kind of very relatable and deep character. But this one, he didn't have to go through anything major. He just started recognizing, he, he. I mean, he started off with a lie on the captain of the ship, and this and that, and, you know, Thor was just like, okay, I'm taking the, your rabbit, me and the rabbit are going, and the tree or whatever are going to do this thing. And which, while he's talking, and, and Rocket gives him something, which Rocket never does, gave Thor a new eye. Yeah, 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 because he stole one. Yeah, Cause he which collects, he does, he collects, collects body, body parts. <laughs> Although, he did say that to Winter Soldier. He's like, how much you want for the that arm? arm. <laughs> He's like, it's not for sale. I'm going to get that arm. <laughs> um, but Thor has a great line when Rocket and him are uh, just hanging out. And it kind of just shows the type of person uh, Thor is. Because Thor is kind of just breaking down what they're against. Or Rocket is breaking down what he's against. And Thor turns around to him and goes, I am 5,000 years old or whatever he said he is. He's like, this is just what I'm fighting this week. I've lost my dad. I've lost my brother. I love them. I lost my mother. And win or lose, eh, what what else? What else we got to do? And Rocket, without missing a beat, is like, well, I got a lot. I, I got a lot to lose. <laughs> so let's let's go towards the the winning side of things. I mean, what also the thing I really kind of liked about uh, what they did with the Norse side of this with thor and the whole norse mythology is they really kind of captured the glory of what they were going for yeah which is fighting for glory and that's it because in the end you go to Valhalla. 
Valhalla. Valhalla. You, you go it? to Valhalla when you die. And, uh, well, I mean, what if that happens in the comic or not, it doesn't matter. Point is, is that's what they fought for. And that's, like... They, Thor has done this his whole entire life. He didn't care what it was for. He, that's what he was bred for. I'm gonna mm. fight, and I will fight to my dying breath. Um, which will go towards more towards the end of the movie. Danos, he secedes. He gets all the stones. He gets all the stones, and he really kind of screws up Vision pretty bad. Which, uh, I didn't feel like Vision should have went down that easy. Uh, Vision, to me, has always been one of the more powerful uh, Avengers. So One of the, the most powerful. The fact that he was there, they weakened him a lot before the stone got ripped out of his uh, his head. I think that's why they you did. You think because of the thing, and then Captain America and, yeah. and then Black Widow destroyed yeah, so, the people that hurt Vision, one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Universe? Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. So, uh, Vision... I do a- like Captain America to the point where I feel like he can kick a lot of people's butts, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a scene that's missing out of this movie, and it's the only scene that I kind of, and I think we're going to see it in the next one. It's the vision. It's the scene that Captain America stands up to Thanos uh, in the comic book, where he walks up to him and he's like, "No matter what, I will be here to stand up against you." We don't really get that scene, other than he does stand up to Thanos, but he Definitely. just kind of gets, it, but, but he just gets swatted away. Well, now. not really, because there's that moment where Thanos realizes that he's, he's not going to give yeah, up, so he's, he's like, "I up. just have." It's not this no longer I he's going to submit. I have to toss him away cuz he won't stop. Yeah. It's like it's like swatting a gnat, you know? It's like I got to get rid of him because he's not going to go away. So and I feel like that was apparent in that moment. So they're in um Black Panther's area, all of them. Wakanda. Um the last stone that Thanos needs is the one that's in Mindstone. The Mindstone in Vision's forehead. Scarlet Witch, at this point, shows how powerful she is. Mm-hmm. She holds back Thanos, which is this badass, while she's trying to kill her boyfriend, which is, by the way, glossed over a lot in this movie. That Super sad. <laughs> that Scarlet Witch is killing her boyfriend and holding back Thanos, and her boyfriend is four years old and a robot. It's kind of glossed over in the comic book. That she she's married to a robot. And has kids with a robot. And does have, like hypothetical kids that she brings into assist- eh, assistance apparently he's he's just throwing megabytes at her <laughs> sure uh, our wanda apparently there's so much megabytes in a one piece of you know one cell of sperm or whatever nice. so i mean he just uploaded a, a hard drive if you know what i mean <laughs> nice so we skipped it in in the movie uh thanos gets all the stones he snaps his fingers half the universe dies they all kind of just like ash up disappear and uh, and i'll go ahead and get to the the scene that probably bothered me and it probably bothered most people the most spider-man dying was not what i expected and i might have teared up a little bit because of spider-man and it's not just because spider-man died it's the way that uh tom holland the the actor Mm -hmm. uh sold that part it was okay that was it. Yeah, <laughs> it's heartbreaking. It's the it's the Dude. Doctor Who from uh the the tenth Doctor where I don't want to go. Look, it, it it was okay all over again. It was okay, but it wasn't. We are Groot. It's not. We are Groot, and I, I it wasn't. It. And it wasn't. He uh, may have been your the... father, but he's not your daddy. It doesn't hold up to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Agreed. It was. It was okay. <sighs> no man, it was. It was past okay. It, and it wasn't it, it wasn't 
Thanos tossing Gomorrah into the pit. I mean, there was a uh, lot of heart wrenching moments before. Those are that. two. Those are the two scenes of the movie. It's the Thanos and Gamora, and it's the Spider-Man death. I well, then there's that the group, the group part when Groot's fading away. Oh, and to Rocket, Rocket. Yeah, yeah, Rocket. I mean, yeah. I mean, between the Rocket and the Groot thing, because Rocket is now his father figure. I mean, it was that was tough. Um. So what? Since we're already like talking about the end of the movie, what do you feel about everybody giving Star Lord a bunch of crap from screwing up the whole entire universe? I get why people would be mad, but they also have to understand what would happen if you were in the same situation. You would be totally pissed off if the person you love and the only person you ever loved, other than your mother, yeah, for- right. Because it everything everybody else was just a fling. So everybody, every female figure in his life was just a fling. Besides his mother and now Gomorrah. So everybody has Thanos um, pinned down. They have uh, Mantis giving him like the the mind treatment. Uh, they're trying to get the glove off him. Spider Man's pulling it off. They're, uh, they're so close. Iron Man, Doctor Strange. They got them all tied down. And Thanos basically just goes, "I threw Gomorrah off the cliff." He thought about it. And she's dead. And Star-Lord can't accept it. He's like, you didn't do that. There's no way. Oh, I know. She's dead. And he can't handle it. And he screws up the whole entire plan by punching Thanos in the face until he basically wakes up. And he ruins the whole entire universe. To be fair, if... if he's emotional. Yeah. He's emotional. And Doctor, Doctor Strange should have saw that coming. Because he looked at it a million and some odd. He should have known that was one of the ones that wasn't going to work out. So, uh, I love everybody's theory is that they blame it on Iron Man. Because Iron Man should have shot him and gotten him away from the situation. Mm. I completely blame it on Iron Man. If you blame it on a character, here's the thing. We don't get a second movie. Yeah, I know. If you want it to wrap up in a movie and have it tied up in a bow in a movie congratulations welcome to boring cinema let's have some story let's see what happens in the second i'm excited this left me not okay i am so so totally satisfied with this movie that i don't even care about the sequel so i'm excited about the sequel but like i'm at a point where i'm just like man that was so good Oh, wait, I get a sequel, too. So, I thought this movie was going to end on, like, a giant cliffhanger. You thought it was going to be a... Just like, like a, a part one. Like, a, yeah, just like, like cut this down the middle. Movie, this is an, a movie. This movie ends on a movie. It's a beginning, middle, end. The, for Thanos' story, there's a beginning, there's a middle, and an end. He secedes, and he goes and does what he says he's going to do. After he snaps his finger, Sit on after a farm. Thor... Puts an axe in his chest and he Stormbreaker. turns Stormbreaker into his chest. And Thanos turns around to him and goes, you should aim for the head. Solid, solid, solid line. But because Hulk, I mean, Thor is so cocky and he wanted that kill where he can talk to the person, he failed. He snaps his fingers. Everybody goes away. Thanos is mortally wounded. He goes away and he goes and does exactly what he said he did. Watch was the sunset. Do. He's oh, going to watch the sunrise and he's going to farm. He's in the soul gym for what I assume. Uh, and I think that's what the director said. He has Gamora's soul there with him. And he's just going to farm. And he's just going to live out life because he thinks in his head he saved the whole entire universe. That's the end of the movie. And if we never had another movie and Disney failed tomorrow... 
we walk away from the Marvel Universe. But what an ending, right? <laughs> with Thanos winning and the universe maybe being better than what it was when he found it. Maybe. But you lose Spider-Man. You can't lose Spider-Man. Well, there's no more movies from then, though. I mean, who cares? <laughs> so You know, it, out of all characters, you don't want to lose Spider-Man. I don't want to lose Spider-Man. You I want, want more Spider-Man movies. We have uh, Ant-Man and Wasp coming up as the next movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think those movies are going to take place right before the end of uh, um, Infinity War. And at the end of the movie, some one of them are going to disappear. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, we have uh, Miss Marvel that comes out next year. Captain uh, Marvel. Captain Marvel. Miss Marvel. It's not Miss Marvel at all. It is. She is Miss Marvel in the comic books. I can call her Miss Marvel. It's Carol Danvers, isn't it? Okay, yeah, it's Miss Marvel. She. It's a period piece though, and that takes place in the nineties. Yeah. So that's going to take way place before this movie. But the movie ends on. It's the last thing we see is uh, Nick Fury calling Miss Marvel back to the world or. Using the intergalactic beeper. Yeah, it was straight up a beeper. <laughs> so, uh, it looked kind of nineties. It looked like kind of nineties was. It like looked high like nineties tech. technology that would go to space to contact a uh, interstellar powerful being. Miss Marvel. <laughs> it's totally Captain Marvel. It is Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was a dude. Miss Marvel is Miss Marvel. Well, Miss Marvel was Miss Marvel, and there was Captain Marvel dude and Captain Marvel girl. I love the Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited for the next one. I the only thing that bummed me out it literally is the only thing that bummed me out in this movie was I wish the Netflix characters were just cameoed to be affected, was it? Like which ones? Any, any of them. I wanted Luke Cage to be running through the streets trying to save people while Iron Fist I mean not Iron Fist. Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man are fighting the Thanos bad guys. Why not? Well, how do you feel about the new uh, Luke Cage stuff coming out? They're not even going to touch the Infinity War stuff, apparently. Which doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I mean, it could just be before. Fine, but to me, if I was doing the Netflix series and the Marvel guys told me what the storyline was in the movies... That means they just wrote my scripts for the next two years. Maybe Marvel didn't want them to do it. That doesn't make any sense. And then don't tell me that everything is connected. And when you're not going to connect everything. Well, I kind of, I, I, okay. When it comes down to all of it, I'll, when they don't have a super team, it bothers me. Like when you have access to a super team, just solve the problem with the super team. Just do it. Absolutely. Why just like, I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah, super team. I guarantee you I get the Hulk to solve all of my physical problems. Hulk? Hulk. And Thor. And Thor. (laughs) Both of them. Well, Thor, so I can convey what I need to say to him, and then him and Hulk figure it out. So, yeah, that's our kind of incoherent thoughts about uh, Infinity War. It's good. It's very good. If you listen to all this and you haven't seen the movie, then you're crazy. And, and and we ruined it for you also. So yeah, we just gave away the end of the movie. We gave you plenty of warnings. It's your own fault at this point. Um, It's good. It took me a while after I watched this movie to process everything that happened in the movie. And I still have problems putting what I feel about the movie in words, if that makes sense. Maybe? <laughs> because I feel like it's just right out there. It's I mean, not, like it's not a very this, this movie is deeper with Thanos and his. No, it, I mean, like, like yes, that's deep, but it's very cut and dry. With where... people, yeah. When I mean the ending and what's the stuff that has happens, is this the thought process that goes behind a lot of the things that happen in this movie that I 
have problems processing. I don't know. And I haven't seen the movie since the first time I've seen it. No, I get you because like the whole time I'm watching this movie and I like Thanos so much and I don't know why. I never liked Thanos before. Every time when I read the comic, I'm like, this guy's a scumbag. I don't like him. I hope everybody destroys him. But then like people fight him and they lose horribly against him. Like someone beat this dude. But I'm watching this movie. I'm like, yo, bro, this dude's got a solid kind of plan a little bit. And then I started thinking about myself. I'm like, holy, holy crap. How evil am I? <laughs> and it's the whole, it's the weirdness of the, the Thanos in the comic books. And they always explain it. And it's the, how they have to explain Thanos in the comic books. He's so powerful. The only way he loses ever is through his own hubris. Because he wants to. Yeah. He needs, he's always trying to, he's so powerful that he wants to lose because no one can beat him. Which is a boring character to write. It's like Superman writing Superman most of the time. Like, he's so powerful. Unless you read Superman Earth 1. Yeah, you always say that. But it, Earth 1 is not the whole basis for everything in Superman. Well, so it's the same thing as, would, it's the same it. thing with Thanos, though. Like, how do they continue this character? I think they the did future? a solid job a in the solid movie. Job this is it. way better in the comic. Yeah, it is. It it's is. It's way better than the comic. Um. So, yeah. No, um, what did you think about uh infinity war let us know where do you think it's the next one's gonna go i'm not even exactly sure how the the next one gathers a team up to go fight thanos that is forming (laughs) yeah and how how are you gonna find ash (laughs) (laughs) nice uh so go follow us on facebook twitter instagram let us know uh what you thought about it in the movie in the show notes page on soinary.com if you're listening to this or watching this on youtube write something in the comments section let us know. Uh, what was your favorite part of the movie? Or your least favorite part of the movie? Did you think Thanos was that bad of a guy? No, he's, I kind of agree with him. And if I would kill half of y'all, <laughs> I would don't say that. It's supposed to be what they think. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't ask you. Uh, leave us a, a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you were using. Half the stars. Thumbs up, five stars, all the stars. Thumbs up, hearts. Hearts plus signs. Mew Mews, whatever it is. Subscribe to us. Let us know, uh, your friends know of their nerd podcast. Share it on your Facebook page, Twitter account, whatever you're doing. And if you want to get a direct message, write to us. Uh, our email address is someone nerdy radio at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us a message directly to us, or you can use the contact page on someonenerdy.com also. Uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Star Chris. I'm Critter. And good journey, nerds. Good journey, nerds.